Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we, uh, we want to thank you for another blessed day. Uh, we want to thank you for um, just the many opportunities that you um, continue to give us, the, the, uh, the second chances you can just continue to pour out on us. Lord, um, I pray that you um, are, are here with us tonight. Lord, I pray that you guide our conversation. Um, Lord, I'm so grateful for uh, just the amazing group of men that you've placed around me. Uh, in my life, um, Lord, and some of those men are here with us tonight. Uh, Lord, I am I'm so grateful uh, for for what they mean in my life and how they've helped me out, um, Lord. But I I know that each one of them are they're a gift from you, uh, Lord. I pray that uh, our conversation is is pleasing to your ear tonight, uh, Lord. I pray that um, that we say something that resonates with someone out there who's going to listen tonight, Lord. Uh, and just use us as a vessel um, to uh, uh, to speak your word, um, Lord. Again, we we thank you for all that you do for us, uh, Lord. We love you. We want to pray this in the holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. So, welcome to Castanet Podcast Number. What are we on now, guys? Six. Brought to you by uh, Out of the Boat Ministries. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and I'm joined with, uh, once again, Matt Hines. And you just waved. You didn't say anything. Nobody saw me? No. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Okay. And Adam Shine is on the uh, the soundboard. We need to get, like, one of those, uh, uh, the... You know, like the sound, it's like a mixer scratcher. So every time I t- say that you're on a... Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Sound like, you want sound effects. Right. Yeah, that's it. Sound effects. Uh, and tonight we're joined with uh, one of the other guys from Out of the Boat, Jamie Arnett, also known as the Silver Fox. So everybody has Street. a nickname in Out of the Boat. I appreciate that. <laughs> we're not sure where that nickname came from, but it sure does fit. Feels good to be here. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome. We'll make you feel right at home. Love it. So we're going to have Jamie in. Um, we'll have it, you know, Jamie back on for different topics, different things. But the main thing tonight is um, we want to talk about a recap of uh, Man Up. Uh, we just had it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we did a podcast kind of leading up to it, just kind of explaining what Man Up was. But um, Jamie was or is one of the founding, I'm going to call members, founding men mm-hmm. who the Lord laid this uh, ministry on. So I kind of want to get into a little bit of that. want to get into uh, maybe some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So in case some guys mm-hmm. are kind of interested about, you know, doing, you know, a, a men's event. Um, so kind of go down that. We want to talk about this year, obviously, mm-hmm. and what had happened this year. But I also want to, you know, kind of pick your brain about some of the things that's happened in the past. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's going to be kind of most most of our topic for tonight. 
So just to get started off, so people understand who you are, mm-hmm. so let's just get a little bit about who Jamie is. Um, you know, when you got saved, mm-hmm. you know, kind of where you went from there, um, going from that to uh, becoming an elder mm-hmm. at your church, Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, becoming part of this ministry here and leading into Man Up, so... You know, kind of your story, but I just kind of wanted to give, yeah. you know, not great crazy detail, but as far as you want to go into just uh, introducing people to who you are. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, born and raised in Logan, um, lived here my whole life, um, did not grow up in a, in a Christian home. Um, we were one of the stereotypical families that uh, went to church when uh, someone was married or buried, mm-hmm. or it was Easter. Mm-hmm. We, we always liked to go on Easter. Um so and, never never really had a, a church background per se. Was always, you know, interested in the Bible. I remember a, a fifty pound leather bound family Bible <laughs> with like velvet covering and Elvis <laughs> on the front. Yeah, yeah. I just wondered, you know, as I was flipping through my dad's record collection, I would move this thing aside every once in a while. But yeah. you know, always wondered who this guy was with a lamb on his neck. You Hippie know, Jesus. And, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. All the fat baby angels and and <laughs> things like that. You know, <clears throat> but I love that one. Um, yeah, so I I grew up, um, you know, in a very blue collar home. My dad worked. Um, he was an iron worker that worked seven days a week, twelve hours a day. Um, we learned very quickly at an early age how important work ethic was uh, in our family. So I have two older brothers, um, and we just we knew what that meant. But uh, it wasn't until um, got all the way through high school. Um, you know, I had a job from 17 uh, to date. I mean, I've always worked. Um, but, um, when I got through high school, um, I started questioning, you know, what, what am I doing with my life? You know, you got to make the, you come to that crossroads of, am I going to start a career? Am I going to go to school? Am I going to go into the military? And, and, uh, just come out of a really unhealthy relationship that I poured three years into and it produced nothing. Um, and um, I met a girl, right? So I know there's probably lots of books out there that start like this, right? Like I, I met a girl. Um, but I met lyrics. a girl, and, um, and immediately I could tell there was something different. Um, I could tell that there was something different in her family. Um, they were joyful. Um, they just treated people with constant respect, no matter who it was. Especially that cousin named Adam. Especially a cousin named Adam. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah that's right. you are. Uh, yeah, you're kin. And so we worked together, right? So we worked together at Kroger. This romance bloomed in Kroger, right? Um, and I remember um, the first couple weeks just diving into some real deep conversations, just philosophical stuff, right? About life and death, and is there an afterlife? And hey, why do you go to church? And are you ever going to invite me to church, right? <laughs> and uh, so I, I started going to church with, with this girl, and um, she ended up um, – I was 21 years old, um, and on that walk is where uh, my walk with Christ started. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was through uh, some of the 
speakers there through some of the things that happened there. I'm not going to reveal too much because um, the way Emmaus works is they try to keep those surprises surprises for future people that go on Emmaus. But uh, secret society. Yeah. yeah. Um, long story short, it is this was. The um, yeah, no, yeah, far from it. <laughs> um, uh, but long story short, I I've always been a an analytical person. You know, the doubting Thomas, the show me the reasons, show me the the factual evidence. I need something tangible in my hand. And uh, what really broke me um, for Jesus was um, it was actually a skit that was performed by uh, a miming skit. So no words were even said. Hmm. And it was through that action that I, for the first time in my life, felt uh, how much Christ loved me, despite all the things all the brokenness in my life. That's great. And I, and, and I've done the Emmaus walk. Yeah. Um, and that portion is still there mm-hmm. and still very powerful. Oh man. And so I came back home and immediately it was, um, you know, everything Christ touches all through scripture changes. Right. And I was changed. I, I was that, that transformed person. Um, you know, what I desired before, I came to know Christ. I didn't desire anymore. Mm. You know, I remember that Tuesday going to the the golf course, and it was time to it was time to play in Tuesday night league, and it was time to get a cooler and let's fit six beers in it and let's hit the course. You know, and I remember distinctly the Lord saying, "That's not for you anymore." And so I stepped back and said, yeah, "I'm good." And it was it was a shock to the guys that I grew up with, the guys I played golf with. You know, they thought, who is this guy? You know, what he's just having an off night. But the Lord just made it clear to me that, you know, I, I have a, um, a history of alcoholism in my family. You know, most of the people on my dad's side of the family have died an early death due to uh, an alcohol-related illness, mm-hmm. right? And, and the Lord showed me right then and there, <clears throat> this isn't for you. You're going to be the chain breaker, to where your the rest of your family from your lineage out is not going to have to deal with this bondage, and um, and so that was a, a decision I made that day, and 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 have honored that since, and um, have never looked back. So, so that was really the time where I came to know Christ. Um, you know, fast forward eighteen years in August, I'm married now uh, to the same girl that I met in Kroger, and uh, introduced me to Christ. Um, we have three sons. Uh, 14, 12, and 9, uh, you can go ahead and start praying now. And, yeah, so um, started going to church um, at Antioch Alliance here in town in Logan uh, in 2002. Uh, joined the church and, uh, in 2005. Um, had the call to uh, uh, consider eldership. And uh, that was really something to pray through because elders are held to a, a higher standard. I mean, it's scriptural mm-hmm. that uh, we will have to account uh, for those the Lord has entrusted us to shepherd. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was a, a season of praying through that and determining, Lord, is this, I want to be obedient to you first and I want to I answer your calling. And uh, so I did that. And um, that has been a, a real path of growth. Um, it's an honor to serve in that capacity, but it's also um, uh, just consider what it takes for that. Read through um, what's required of an of a elder, a leader in the church. Go through Timothy. Go through Titus. Really present yourself before the Lord and see if that's, if that's right for you. Um, 
And so that's, I've been serving in that capacity, been blessed to be a part of uh, the Out of the Boat Ministry Group, um, really since its early inception. Um, and <laughs> I feel like I, I get a lot more than I give most of the time uh, around these guys. And it's just, uh, it's an honor to be able to, uh, to lift the mantle of Christ and try to make an impact on our community and, and try to take the Great Commission seriously uh, right mm-hmm. here in, in Logan. It, it all kind of started with uh, the first concert, right? Was that when you started getting involved? Yeah, it was, um, it was actually the, um, a few months before the first concert happened. <laughs> I, I had, uh, I'd run into Matt, um, run into Matt at uh, North Fitness Center. That's a miracle by itself. That's when I knew the Lord was serious about this because yeah. he had Matt on a treadmill um, to, to cross our paths. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that is a God <laughs> act. The yeah. Lord was at work for sure. And, uh, I, you know, I'd known Matt. He, my, my oldest brother, Matt, um, kind of grew up together. We're in Cub Scouts together, uh, known the Highness family for a long time. And um, so I was familiar with him enough. Um, you know, we, we consider ourselves friends, but not close friends at that yeah. time. And uh, I just remember him coming off that treadmill, coming at me saying, hey, uh, <laughs> we got this group that's meeting in this, uh, this parts shop and uh, – Man, we'd love for you to join us. And uh, oh, by the way, we we really think that we're going to bring this Christian uh, rock group to town, <laughs> Disciple. And I'm like, oh man, that that sounds really awesome. I I would love to be a part of that. What when are you thinking? And he's like, in like three months. <laughs> I'm like, I can remember vividly, like shaking my head, like <laughs> I want to be supportive right now, but I also don't want to laugh in this guy's face. Right. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, so that was really my the first couple times I came to anything vote. It was really just in this sort of supportive. I'm here to cheer you guys on. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help. And uh, quickly uh, come to find out that man, God is doing something really special here. And um, I just I wanted to be a part of it. So you, so you have to understand, like for all of us, the the mental picture that we get in our head, one of Highness being at the gym. So I'm putting him in like an 80s kind of half spandex. Uh, uh, I think I was wearing a, on. I was wearing a Devo shirt that day. <laughs> I believe so, and leg warmers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Tank top, and you uh-huh. had like the the old school track shorts on that were short, and yeah. a pair of black and white checkered Vans with black socks on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll tell you what. I was about six foot eight, about 185, chiseled. Uh, Right about that time. That's, uh, I don't recall exactly, but I'd say that's <laughs> far from the truth. Plausible. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. so at this point, so we've covered this already in a, in a past podcast, that mm-hmm. from, from the first Man Up event kind of spawned uh, a Bible study, a men's Bible group, that then turned into Out of the Boat Ministry. Mm-hmm. So before... We were even hooked up. You had started a ministry mm-hmm. with some men that um, has become the the Man Up event, and off of that, spun off what is Out of the Boat Ministries. Yeah. So now that we have kind of a little bit of a base of you know who you are and how you got kind of part of here, I want to spend some time on Man Up. Sure. Um, the beginning processes of it, how this came about, mm-hmm. um, the guys who were initially called to ru- to do this, sure, um, kind of 
what you guys, what, you know, some challenges that you guys have run through, um, and then all the way up to you know where we're at now, this past event, but also what's the future of of Man Up? So I just kind of want to go over this kind of broad, yeah, yeah, spectrum of of this event and get into you know what what's happened in the past, but also focus some on, on this event too mm-hmm. um, specifically. So. So how did this all come about? Yeah, so Man Up was um, was a vision that the the Lord gave um, to to a couple guys. Um, uh, first and foremost, um, my father in law um, and uh, Pastor Steve Hubbard here in town of Ebenezer Baptist Church. And uh, is that the masterful masterful yes. pastor? Okay. Yeah. Masterful after this Steve past uh, okay. Man Up, it's we'll, we'll change that title on the website. Not to change his business cards. Yeah. So, um, so I remember um, my father-in-law and I, we were talking about just ways to um, challenge men, right? Um, it was about that time that uh, the, the Resolution, the Courageous movie had come out. Actually, I think it was before that. I think it might have been um, um, Fireproof. And, um, and we were just really inspired to, uh, challenge men to be better leaders, better to live as men of biblical character and integrity, Mm. um, to, um, really take men that may be great providers. They may go to work five, six, seven days a week. Um, you know, they may provide the house, the food in the fridge. They may, put clothes on their kids back and that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I want to applaud and celebrate men that will step up and do Mm -hmm. that. Um, but what we were seeing was a trend of men that when it come to be the, the, the spiritual leader of the home, when it comes to loving your wife, Ephesians five style, like Mm -hmm. Christ loved the church, when it comes to teaching your children, biblical principles of how to, to live out their faith, we were just mailing it in. Um, we were leaving that up to the school system or leaving that up to the youth pastor or the pastor. Um, when at the end of the day, uh, it's us as men that will be held accountable for that. And, um, so I remember, um, I remember meeting in August, uh, I believe it was 2012, 2011. I, I can't even remember the year, but, uh, it's been, it's been a while. Um, and I remember um, meeting with uh, Pastor Steve and, and Jim uh, in Dairy Queen and um, just sharing our heart for that, just saying, guys, w- w- what is God asking us to do as leaders in this community to call men out, to call them out of the darkness, out of um, the, the shadows and the shame of, um, you know, I, I, can, I can get in my tree stand at five in the morning, but I can't get my kids to church at 11 o'clock. Right. Right. Um, where is that priority? Uh, you know, I can put my kids in five AAU, you know, teams and travel all over the state every Saturday and Sunday, but to drive three miles down the road and give my kids some foundational truths that they can build their entire life on. And they don't have to worry about blowing their knee out and their hopes and dreams and aspirations being shot forever. Like, how can we do that? And, um, I remember vividly Steve looking up and saying, I just want to blow something up. <laughs> and so we were immediately on board with that. Amen. Yeah. I mean, and, fire. Um, and, and, and sadly where we're at, you know, and maybe it's, 
I don't know. We threw around some ideas like, what if we have a better, uh, country is like this, but you know, we threw around some ideas like, what if we have a prayer meeting, you know? And, and unfortunately, if you said, Hey guys, come out to a prayer meeting, guys aren't going to line up for that. Um, which saddens me because we know that prayer moves the heart and hand of God. Mm -hmm. It just does. And, um, so we threw out a bunch of ideas. We said, okay, we'll, um, we'll, we'll bring in some speakers that are, you know, captivating. Hopefully we'll try to get some that are known regionally. Uh, we want this to be a regional event. We want it to be an event that tackles every issue that men face from pornography to fatherhood to finances. Um, nothing's off base. There's no taboo topics. We're going to tackle it head on. And, um, and so we, we birthed right there, the, the man up movement. We, we several times in the conversation is guys just need to man up and do this. And so immediately we knew that man up was the name of this event. Uh, we should have trademarked it then, but we didn't. Um, <laughs> Lessons learned. <laughs> right. So the first event, um, it was, we started planning in August. The event kicked off uh, in January. Um, we do it um, over Martin Luther King Jr. weekend um, so that guys, if they're traveling, have an opportunity to go to the Friday, Saturday event and kind of recover and just um, go back on their diets on Monday to sort of try to get their digestive <laughs> tract flowing again because we eat tons of, of cheese and gravy and it's, it's manly. It, it's, yeah. Um, we try to make it uh, appealing to lots of men. So, mm. um, so yeah, we had the first man up, uh, it was out at Ebenezer's Baptist church. We were ready. We felt like we were prepared. We had, um, you know, lots of, of prayer support. We reach out to, um, prayer warriors and, and both of our respective churches. We had people praying months before the event all day and night during the event. Um, everything we planned and wanted to, to do, we wanted to undergird in prayer. Um, and we thought, man, if we could get 75 guys that would show up and what could God do with 75 guys that are recharged, the, the, the flame is rekindled in their heart and they're ready, um, to step into this. Um, that morning it started snowing. The event started at six o'clock. Um, by six o'clock we had several inches of snow and Ebenezer Baptist church is not in a um, convenient location to host a large regional event. So no, it's it for people who don't know. It's it's not like it's two blocks off of Main Street. It's a big church, <laughs> but it's a remote big church. Yes, it's uh, it it's very rural. So, um, but to our um, to our amazement, um, three hundred plus guys show up to this event, mm -hmm. and. Um, we were, we were just blown away. I, I'll never forget the, um, we had the head wrestling coach from Ohio state, um, that gave his testimony about losing, uh, very tragically losing a son to an undiagnosed heart condition. Oh, I remember that. And what he went through, um, with the pain and the, and the suffering that his family felt um, from, and he went into great detail of scooping his son up and running down the street, trying to meet them ambulance. Oh my. Um, but his son had already passed and, and, uh, and how, if I remember right, 
Were they playing hide and go seek or something? They were playing hide and go seek, and he popped out and and startled his son, and his son um, had mm. full blown cardiac arrest. Yeah. Um, and so the um, the guilt and the shame yeah. um, was palpable in the room. Mm. Um, and I, I'm telling you, I've I've never experienced. Um, I have since, um, but that was the first time I had experienced hundreds of men. Uh, being broken before the Lord. Mm. Uh, I mean, just we had a trash can that we were encouraging guys to write their sins down and crumble it up and throw it in the trash can. And these these thirty gallon trash cans are just overflowing uh, from guys throwing wow. these these sins away. And um, we ended up putting that in an old junk car out in the field and filling it up with tannerite and uh, used a thirty thirty to blow it up. And that's how that we crescendo ended the event. Um, just to prove uh, how much the Holy Spirit can just obliterate um, sin in our lives and, and get us where we need to be with the Lord. So, um, so that was the first man up. Um, and every year we've had one since. Every year we get together in August and we say, all right, guys, is the Lord still asking us to do this? Mm. Um, because we want to be obedient to what he, uh, he says. And um, so we spend a, a good deal of time in prayer to determine if it's right. Um, and every year, um, it, it is, the Lord has given us clear, uh, marching orders as to how, uh, to take this thing. Uh, after several meetings, a, a theme develops. It might be from our study. It might be from worship. It might be from, uh, certain sermon series. Maybe somebody is, is in at their respective churches. Um, but this year's, uh, theme was, uh, face your fears, find your purpose. And, um, the Lord just, he presents the right speakers for the right time for such a time as this to, to get the attention of men. And, uh, that was, that was no different this year. Um, so, um, one of the speakers we had was Jim Van Steenhouse, her story of facing your fears and through that finding your purpose. I thought of him last night. Um, I was hanging out on the couch, kids had gone to bed and I was just watching a little TV and I saw this discovery show man versus bear and like yeah. it shows like a some guy doing a tug of war with some grizzly bear and and i thought about jim and like here's a guy who literally was attacked by a brown bear deep in the bush in canada mm -hmm. should have died on the mountain he was on but miraculously lived yeah he probably doesn't find that show very humorous it's i'm not, guessing he's not dvr in that show. right no <laughs> you know and i don't know if we're just that hard up for entertainment that People go, hey, you know what? Let's get a show together and be like a bear versus a human in a one-on-one -on -one game of soccer or <laughs> a tug of war. Like, that's where we are. Yeah. But I immediately thought of him and thought, here's a guy who really faced a bear in the most remote place he could probably be. And by the way, I thought his PowerPoint and his skills is uh, orator really helped us understand how deep he was in Canada. Mm -hmm. You know, he talked about how he flew in two hours into Canada. He took a car ride that was over two hours to a float plane that flew, what, an hour and a half to a base camp, to a helicopter that from the base camp went another hour in 15 to 20 minutes to where he and his guide are dropped off. I just thought he really laid it out perfectly for all the men to understand 
I'm not two hours away from Columbus here. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought what was great about him was, so he's not a pastor. He's not a polished speaker. He doesn't come up. I mean, but you can, for a group of men, you can look at this guy and just say, this is just an average guy who went through an extraordinary event um, and it has drawn him closer to the Lord. But he was just real. It was like he was just a guy up there telling his story. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, he wasn't all polished, but, but I think that resonates with guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, so I think you guys having speakers in like that, which you've had multiple times, of people who um, just kind of seem like regular dudes, I think it relates with guys a little bit more. Like, no, he didn't... He the bear man didn't take me deeper into scripture. Right. Mm-hmm. What he did captivate me on is put me in a real life situation where you think you're going to die. And your question is, am I right with the Lord? Mm-hmm. Like that's where he took me though. Mm. And you know where he took me? He knew he was going to heaven, but was he going to be, excited to stand in front of God and mm, say, yes. this is what I was able to do for you on earth because he right. didn't have what he felt he yeah. should have had to to give yeah. back to God. I, and, and his story was perfect for the people that you were going after for Man Up. What did he say? He went to church like once a month. Yeah. He, he never prayed really for connected. anybody but himself. Pray, right, right. right. <laughs> I mean, that he he was your target audience. Yeah, absolutely. And, but he didn't have a Man Up event around him. Mm-hmm. The Lord introduced him to a bear. They got his attention. I thought what really struck me was what's really worked for us here at Out of the Boat Ministries. Well, number one, God has. But the transparency that the Lord has laid on us here and just we need to be purposeful in our transparency with one another. And so I thought when he got up there and, and shared what his incident was in 2014 or 15. Uh, I believe 14. And so he talked about his transparency of life, you know, that he went about once a month, and even then it was probably just to check a box. Sure. Um, he really wasn't praying for anybody. Um, spoke of his failed marriage. Spoke of his failed marriage. He even talked about how even now, after everything God's brought him through, when he shared with us that on Friday morning, the morning of the pre-morning from the night that he was going to come speak here, that he basically was trembling. He was shaking. They yeah. called his wife and said, I'm so scared. And he said, that happens every morning of every day that I'm going to give the bear man testimony. So here's a guy who seed God work, literally a miracle in his life. He should have died. But yet, even through all that, he still talks about just his transparency about, I'm just a guy, I'm flesh, and I'm trying to do the best I can. But he really just put it out there to us I'm just trying to do the best I can every day. I mean, he was so transparent that when he first got up there, if I remember correctly, he was thanking Joe Veal for the testimony he had and for what Joe Veal does. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, 
And I've seen that throughout the years for Man Up, how these people who are coming in to speak are being spoken to as well. And their ability to share that to these men, I think, encourages, I know me, but I'm sure many other men in that uh, in that in that dome. And and what it's a couple things on that. It, it's great as a leadership team to see how God knits together the speakers. Mm. Um, neither one of those yeah. guys knew what the other guy was going to speak on, mm. um, but their messages um, just dovetailed right into each other. Yeah. Um, and, and the beauty of of Jim is, yeah, he he's not a theologian. Um, but he he uses the narrative to reach people. But he's a Texan. Is that close to being a theologian? It's close. I'll have to look on the map. <laughs> he is your picture perfect Texan. Right. I mean, he doesn't look like Chuck Norris Walker, Texas Ranger, but like what is he like six three, six four? Yeah, mm. and he was the only guy of in the house that had a Stetson on. He was very easy to spot from a logistics <laughs> yeah. standpoint. But he's 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 a tall string bean, you know, yeah. hundred and sixty five pounds, six foot four. I mean, yeah, when you think about a a Texan. A Texan. This is who. Yeah. You know, but just to give a little contest for the for people who don't know who the Bearman is, one, uh, go search him out. Yes. Uh, amazing te- testimony. Follow but, him on Facebook. So, Bearman. This guy com. went to go um, elk hunt, elk yeah. or moose hunt. Uh, elk, elk with okay. a bow. With a bow. Um, was out there for a few days. Uh, got surprise attacked by a bear. Uh, and this bear attacked him to kill him. Um, actually drug him down a mountain about 50 yards or so. Uh, so, And he had some vicious, vicious um, injuries that he's, he survived from. Um, when he said, when a bear crunches through your skull with its teeth, you don't hear that with your ear externally. You hear it in your head yeah mm. that gave me like goosebumps yeah. that's one of those things i'm just gonna have to trust him on i don't want to yeah. experience that myself right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then to know that that a bear's bite strength um is enough to crush a bowling ball yes yeah. um so that gives you some perspective as to um what jim had to endure uh in a remote location um and how God had his undivided attention. But but to go back what you hit on, Matt, about when he talks about the, the morning he's getting ready to give, Satan goes to work. Mm. Mm. And it's the exact same thing that he did with Adam and Eve. He Doubt. wants to put that doubt in your mind, Doubt. that question in your mind. So this guy has survived a bear attack probably one of the most vicious one that's on record. And all he's doing is coming up and talking to a bunch of Southeastern Ohio men. Men he don't, he, he doesn't and even he doesn't, know us. No, doesn't know us, probably won't see us again. I mean, what? And he's scared. Why? Because the enemy, it, it, it's the same thing that he's been doing. And, and But he's been doing this enough that he recognizes what it is. He doesn't internalize it. He reaches out, calls his wife. I'm sure he's got a group of men that's around him that says, hey, here's what's going on. And then he also talks about it in front of, I don't know how many guys were there, 250, 300 guys. Yeah, yeah. That's another way to also get out against. But to understand we're all going to face these things, Mm. and it's going to be the same lie from the enemy. You need to be able to recognize it 
but you need to be able to combat it too. Yeah, I think the, you know, the one thing I think you all do very well on the Man Up Committee is you let the Lord work, but the the foundational items of men that are just deciding they're going to man up, you you lay it out very good over the time there with the importance of transparency, mm-hmm. the importance of repentance, mm-hmm. the importance of prayer. Yeah. Um, all those things are basically what Jim Van Steenhouse was doing right. he, through his story. Um, but then just for the very fact that he was transparent that, hey, I get scared when I have to go give this talk. Sure. Hey, I, I need you to pray for me. Mm. because he understands the importance. He understands the Ephesians 6 of who it is that he's battling. Mm-hmm. He's not physically going to battle a brown bear every time he goes to give his testimony. Right. He's battling powers and principalities in high places. Absolutely. And he knows that the only power that he has is through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the men that come to Man Up get that, whether it be from Pastor Steve, who's MC in the event, whether it be from the speakers, the multiple speakers, mm-hmm. and they kind of get that, Almost like when you're in school, you get the repetitive piece of the things that are important. Yeah, yeah. Similar message, different perspective, right? And uh, yeah, that's that's what's um, it's been a joy to watch, a joy to participate in. And um, you know, as far as a, a future for Man Up, really, it's um, you know we're not trying to model this off of anything. A lot of people say, was it like a Promise Keepers event? Well, number one, I've never been to a Promise Keepers. Yeah, I mean, I have no <laughs> idea. Either. Um, what I tell people is, listen, it's an opportunity for men to get eye to eye with other guys to let their guard down. Okay. To be vulnerable every once in a while. Right. It's okay to examine yourself in the light of scripture. Right. It's okay to hear about struggles. Other guys are facing that you're probably facing in your own walk too. It's okay to put your arm around another guy and say, Hey, I'm going to pray for you. And here's my number. And let's check in after this. Um, to make sure that we're walking through this together Um, because we want it to not just be an event. It's more than an event. It's a movement. We want this to be something that catches on. Um, You can replicate what happens at man up in your community, get a handful of guys together that can sit around the table, be honest with one another, right? The enemy loves to kill, steal and destroy. He loves to deceive. It's the same playbook he uses every day. And it's okay to get with guys and say, listen, I'm not where I should be, and I need you to hold me accountable to this. And um, that's our hope that, uh, that, that share groups would spring up from this, that groups like out of the boat, that, that guys would go back to their pastor and say, I'm sick and tired of sitting on the sidelines. Here's my hands. Put me to work. What do I need to mm-hmm. do? I've not known a single pastor that says, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> I think we're good on volunteerism. Right, yeah. Um, but thank you. No, it's, it's, it's an opportunity um, to, to put your faith into action. Um, so, so let me ask you a question. Uh, you, you must be reading my mind because uh, what I was going to ask you was, you know, we're just kind of starting out in this podcast business, and we're really hoping that w- we start to pick up listeners as, as uh, the Lord moves in the ways that he moves. But let's say somebody who's not from around here mm-hmm. happens to hear this podcast, and they think, man, I would love to do that in my neighborhood, in, in my community, but I-, I don't know if these guys would be willing to... G- How can they reach you? Bring mm-hmm. 
for anyone who's out there listening to this, how can they reach you so that you could give a little insight or that your father-in-law or Pastor Steve could be able to to help some of these folks put this together in their neighborhood? Yeah, yeah. So um, manupohio.com, you can hit the contact link there. Um, that email comes directly to me. Um, I would be more than happy to uh, talk with you. The first question I'm going to ask, though, and I'll just give your listeners a little hint, is I'm going to ask you, what's the Lord burdened you for? Mm. Um, because our burden was clearly um, to ask men to come out of the shadows and to be men of biblical character and integrity. Uh, you don't have to be a genius to go look up statistics on fatherlessness in homes today and see uh, how the enemy has run wild with separating families, with separating marriages, with um, divorce, with 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 uh, imprisonment. With I mean, it, our prisons are overrun with fatherlessness. Um, but I'm going to ask you what your burden is for, and then I'm going to tell you to just go back and pray. Yeah. And when I say pray, I don't mean throw up a prayer right before you tear into your <laughs> foot long sub or ten seconds before you close your eyes and go to sleep. I mean, get alone with God, fall on your face and pray without ceasing, asking him, what do you want me to do? What are you calling me to do, Lord? Um, And he's a good father. He's going to answer that. He's going to give you uh, confirmation through Christian brothers, through um, the word. As you're getting into the word, you're going to get confirmation there. Um, And and you need to take faith-filled risks, right? So um, don't be afraid to, um, if you can accomplish it in your own strength, who's, gl- who's getting the glory? Right. right. Um, I want to take this minute to acknowledge uh, the work that the Silver Fox does for Out of the Boat Ministries. Um, if you're listening to this and you're not really a part of uh, Out of the Boat Ministries, then what you don't know is uh, all the behind the scenes web page design work, Facebook, all the digital things um, that come, Jamie has his hand in, and we really appreciate that. Jamie and Adam, uh, we greatly appreciate the work that goes into making us sound good on these podcasts and getting them prepared and out for everyone. I just want to thank you guys for that. And, you know, one thing that we talked about doing when we started this was we wanted to acknowledge our supporters in in our community. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just wanted to acknowledge uh, Risen Media, uh, you got a couple seconds just to tell us about Risen Media and um, yeah, it's a shameless plug. Um, yeah, <laughs> RisenMediaGroup.com. Um, we website design, social media management. We do photography, videography, um, and it's just uh, me and my brother-in-law. It's uh, kind of a, a part-time gig that's turning more into a full-time gig. Um, but uh, it's just an honor to be able to take your gifts and talents and, uh, and and turn it to our creator who has shown us more mercy than I can even thank him for. And um, yeah, so pleasure to, to nice. serve alongside my brothers. Nice. Uh, right now, you can't see this, but I'm passing the out of the boat collection plate to Jamie for that shameless plug. Absolutely. I just <laughs> swiped my card on the card reader that's installed on the side of the plate. First one I've ever seen, actually. We got that from... Uh, the masterful pastor Steve. (laughs) (laughs) So just to kind of start to wrap this up, um, of all the man ups, Mm. what's, what's one, one or two things that have really stood out to you 
that was like, whoa, you know, like, wow, like, you know, you really saw the Lord move or I really wasn't expecting that or this just went, because I know your comment this year was, well, there goes the schedule. You know, uh, that's, that's, that's every- yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I'm just thinking all the ones that I've attended and what stands out and there's a long laundry list there. So I'm interested to hear yeah. your, your top few. Yeah. So uh, you, selfishly, one of my favorite man ups was the second man up we ever had. Um, and that's the one where my oldest son accepted Christ. Nice. Um, yeah. Mm, so wonderful. that's one that's burn in, but, but also that was the one where we, um, we honored our military and first responders. Mm-hmm. And um, we, had, um, um, we had some tremendous um, representation from our armed forces there, some retired generals, some um, tremendous speakers. And um, we, uh, to actually crescendo that event, this is where I uh, started working with Matt, who has resources. When you need a helicopter, you talk to Matt because that's, that's what Matt does. <laughs> yeah. He sources and dispatches helicopters. And, um, so we actually worked it out to where, um, we live streamed a helicopter f- in flight, uh, to the guys inside the venue. They had no idea if this was a taped thing, if we were just showing a video, uh, the helicopter lands, a pilot gets out, brings in a, a 50 cow ammo box, um, that we had put a Bible in and the pilot brings the ammo box in. We kick the doors of the venue open. The pilot walks in, the guys are blown away because they're thinking, wait a minute, there's a helicopter that just landed right outside here. And he gives the ammo box to Joe Veal and Joe Veal opens it up and holds the Bible up. And you could have heard a pen drop in that place. Yeah, that was very powerful. Um, that was a, a, a really, um, a crazy moment. I mean, always the, you know, I hearken back to the very first year when we were just, um, we had no idea logistically what it would take. We just had to trust that the Lord was going to work out the details. We didn't know if somebody was going to get hurt when we blew up a car, um, <laughs> but I'm sure they didn't go through their local insurance agent to yeah, try to get that event covered. No, no, was, <laughs> what are you going to be doing this event? Well, we're going to be blowing up stuff. Yeah. So, but no, to, to really look back at that first event and see how that became, you know, there's guys in this group uh, that have come for the last eight years because of that event. Yeah. Um, there's guys that their recommitment to the Lord started at that event and, mm-hmm. and, and what God has done in and through those men who came back and said, here I am, Lord. I, I'm not where I should be. My priorities are jacked up. My marriage is a wreck. Uh, but if you would have me, I'm here to serve you. And uh, God honors that decision. Um, and so I, I would just encourage any of the listeners out there, listen, you are not too far. Uh, you're not too broken. Um, there are things that you've done that I'm sure you're not proud of. But when you shed the light of the gospel in on that sin in your life, it's freeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll find new steps. You'll find new friends. You'll find a job that, that provides. You'll find a job that carves out the time that you need to be the spiritual leader in your home. You'll find a new love for your wife like you've never had before. Um, these are the fruits of, of your yes. And um, that's, that's what Man Up has really helped me understand, and it's, it's been a blessing to be able to be a part of it. Well, and even we want to be in this specific spot, this place right now, if it wasn't what for what God did in that first man up, 
for the people that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is not because of man up, but because of men who honored what God told them to do. And because of that, and then because of the people that went there, um, we're here now, mm-hmm. uh, following God continually as best as we can. And that's exciting to me. I mean, God has done amazing things in this valley that has mm-hmm. brought us to this very moment in time. I just want to put this little disclaimer out there, and we kind of talk about this here in our Thursday nights at Out of the Boats and some of our discussions uh, outside of that is, if you're out there and, and you've accepted Christ um, and you're following after him as best as you can, but you've professed him with your mouth and you've asked him into your life, you might think, what do I need that for? And the reason I say this is because I said that myself the first year. Mm. I didn't go to the first man up because I thought, you know what? I, I already know Jesus. I, I'm not going to get anything out of this. But but here's what I've come to know since then. Yes, you know, um, if, if you die tomorrow, you're still going to go to heaven. But what you would quickly realize is look at everything you missed out on. Mm. There are mm. so many things that I would have missed out on. All of this that you just referred to, if I don't come to the second man up to, to help out, uh, logistics of having the helicopter bring in that stuff. Yeah, I miss out on a conversation with you. I miss out on seeing the the Malachi brothers. I miss out on <laughs> so much, on so much relationship things from that point on. So much uh, literal miracles that we've seen the Lord do works in in our community. Absolutely. I wouldn't have had any of that. Yeah. So uh, if that's you out there, I, I just want to encourage you. There's a lot more for you than just, yeah, I follow Jesus, and that's really all I need. So so one of my memories for you is knowing a little bit more in detail of your 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 past, your your upbringing, the, the chains that have um, bind most of your fan, um, all at one event together, you your brother and your dad, um, all at one event together, mm-hmm. um, which mm. probably years before that would have never possibly happened. Oh, yeah, no but to way. see the Lord break down those chains just from um, you know you being faithful, uh, your dad, you know, walking with Christ, and then continuing to work on your brother. Um, and to break those those chains that he's had, uh, and he's still fighting with them. I mean, it's not sure. he, he's not sure. he's not out of the woods, but mm-hmm. but the fact of him being there, knowing the conversation that I had months before, where you guys were going to go at it, that was going to be it. Like, yeah, to to see. Mm-hmm. So when I think you know, for you, for like for me, like that's one of the big things uh, is seeing that kind of generational. Um, you know, bondage being broken. Yeah, just uh, real quick to dovetail in on that is, um, you know, when and this is for the listeners out there that, that have unsafe parents, right? You know, when I came to Christ when I was 21, it took nine years of praying mm-hmm. and nine years of, of, of witnessing and letting my life be a witness to my parents before they even stepped foot in the church. Mm-hmm. And then one of the first times my dad did step foot in church, he was late, he walked in, the church is packed. He walks up to the front, walks onto the platform while the preacher's in mid-sentence preaching and says, I need you to pray for me, pastor, because I found out who my son's drug dealer is and I'm on my way to kill him. Mm. And that's, wow. that's my dad. Um, and so that's how I knew that 
the Lord was using what I was speaking. He was speaking through me to my parents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, when I felt like nothing was working, when I felt futile in my efforts, um, the Lord was giving me a glimpse. Hey, keep going. Yep. Mm. So there were two things that, that, that I guess I didn't know or didn't, didn't think about that came up while you were talking. So one was, so when you met for Man Up for the first time, which would have been August of 11, mm-hmm. you had prayer warriors at the time. You had, you had people praying at Ebenezer. You had people praying at Antioch. Yeah. So two of the guys who were part of this group, Adam and Aaron, who at the time weren't connected, weren't going to Ebenezer, there were people that were praying for them because on that first one, they recommitted their lives to Christ. So you had people in this community. So when we ask, when people come to you and ask for prayer, the Lord hears these things. That's right. But to understand that probably most of us that are listening, all of us that have been sitting here, we have no idea the amount of people that have prayed for us that we have no idea about. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like Adam and Aaron. And mm-hmm. I thought about that. The church that they ended up going to, there were people months and months before they even came to that event that had been praying for them to reconnect with Christ. Like that. That's so powerful. That jumped mm-hmm. out to me. With, mm-hmm. um, and then I just realized that the first man up meeting was even before I even opened the shop. Which is well, where Out of the Boat started meeting, yeah. was at, at the shop. Yeah. So I didn't open a shop until February, March of 12. Right. So, I mean, yeah. you guys had been already meeting, mm-hmm. already discussing this. Yeah. And the Lord already knew that Out of the Boat, you know, a men's Bible group was going to start from this. But yet, I didn't even own the building that we we're going to start meeting in. And, and like that, stuff like that is just awesome. crazy. Whenever you yeah. start putting things together, and that's a that's a testament to don't get too caught up in the logistics because if you can stay out of the way and just be obedient to what God's asking you to do, He's going to work out the details, mm-hmm. and He's going to work it out far greater than you could even dream up yes. in your own mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so that's what we're continuing to do. Um, we continue to examine, Lord, do you want us to keep doing this? How do you want us to do it? Uh, venue, where do you want us to do it? Um, and, and we just want to be obedient to the Spirit's leading. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Um, we uh, we probably could sit here for hours and talk about these stories. But, Absolutely. Um, but anyways, we want to thank you, J.A., for coming in. My pleasure. Um, we, uh, we will have you on. Yeah, many J- more times. Just to be clear, J.A. is his real nickname. <laughs> Rarely do we call him the Silver Fox, but J.A. is how he is cordially known around here. I answer to just about anything. <laughs> we'll work for food. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, again, thank you. Uh, we want to thank everybody who's out there uh, listening. Again, thanks, Adam, uh, for what you do. Um, as usual, we, want, we always close up in prayer. And uh, J.A., since yes, you're our guest, yeah. would, you, uh, would you close us up? Yeah, let's do that. Let's pray. Jesus, we are so undeserving of your grace and mercy, and yet we're so thankful how you use broken vessels like us to accomplish extraordinary things for your glory. And so, Lord, we pray for um, 
anybody that's listening to this podcast that uh, it just feels like they're they're useless, that they've just come up against it so many times, uh, they're discouraged, uh, they're isolated, um, they're they're following the lead of um, the great deceiver who just wants to simply kill and destroy them. Uh, God, I just pray that you would just send an encourager their yes, way. Lord. Lord, that you would just uh, surround them uh, with people that are so passionately in love for you, uh, God, that they would see them with eyes of compassion. They would come alongside them. Uh, Lord, they would open up the word with them. Father, they would uh, be in testimony to what you've done in their life, uh, just to encourage and, and um, bring that person a little bit of peace. And so I just pray that you could continue to use this podcast, this group, um, Lord, just to be your hands and feet and just to uh, spread your gospel all throughout this, uh, this city, this state, this nation, and this world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan. Or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.